Within our own very lives, we pose to ourselves a lot of searching questions. Why is the world this way? What is the meaning of my life? What happens to me after I'm dead? And all these other questions that seek something beyond ourselves. We as human beings are naturally searching for something more. And today as we celebrate the epiphany of the Lord, or commonly known as the three kings, we see and begin to see similarities with our lives and that of the three kings. They're known as three kings. They're not, they're not rulers as we think of kings. Other names are commonly called as the three wise men. Those who are seeking are the magis. Those who are seeking, there are astrologers looking at the world around them, seeking and searching for something beyond themselves. They were some of the most educated people in their time. So as they seek, they're seeking for something more. They've read all these things, they've studied up on all these things, but they within themselves find something yearning and something lacking and something missing within their own lives. So they look at the skies, they look out into the world to find the answer, to see what is truly lacking within their own lives and to search for it. So what is interesting is for the three kings is they come to seek something more. And what they find is a star in the distance. This star symbolized the radiant light of Christ into the darkness that shines brightly in the midst of trial and tribulation. And so as these three kings go out and follow the star, they come to recognize that they are seeking something more. They are seeking that star. That star for us symbolizes and represents Christ himself. For the Magi's at that moment, they didn't know who and what they were seeking. They knew that if they followed the star, the answer would appear. And so, as educated people, they are now faced with a challenge. Think of it this way. As human beings, if you saw a star appear in the night sky really brightly, would you follow it? There's no reason to follow a star. There's no reason as educated people that those who have studied so much, why would you lose your reasoning? Why would you lose that intellectual capacity and give all of that up to follow a star? That star could lead you to nowhere. Or that star can lead you to somewhere. As smart as they are, they faced the challenge, but they knew that star was going to take them somewhere and lead them to something. And so they followed the star and allowed the star to guide their way. Think of it again. These are the most educated people of society during that time. But they let themselves be led by a star. They didn't pull out their maps. They didn't do all these arithmetic to figure out where they need to go. But instead, they gave themselves over to the star and followed the star. So what does that say for us? It allows us to begin to understand that we are seeking something more within our lives. There's something more within us that is naturally yearning for something. That something is meaning, 
is purpose, is fulfillment in life. We walk about our lives daily doing all these things, making money, saving up, doing all these things. But at the end of the day, do they truly bring us full fulfillment? We go to a party. Great. We enjoy six, seven, eight hours with friends, with family partying. But what happens to us at the end of that party? We leave the same way we entered that party. Excited, but that joy, that fun still fades away. So then next week, we search out that same feeling. We search out that same desire. And we rinse and repeat over and over and over with no true end in sight. So we know that we're searching for more and yearning for more. And what we come to celebrate today is the epiphany of the Lord, where the Lord reveals himself to us. So we know the beginning. We know that we're searching for something. We know the end leads to Christ. But what comes about in the middle is the most challenging part of that journey. It's the most challenging thing in the world. Because just like the Magi, we too have to begin to give our ascent over to the Lord. But in our reality, why? Why do we really want to do that? Because we can pose the same question the Magi's do. I'm the smartest person. I know all these things. I go to school. I study all these things. Why do I want to turn myself over to God? I've done all these things. I get to enjoy myself. I get to live out this way. I get to live my life the way I want it to. Party when I want to. Go out with my friends whenever I want to. Why do I want to bind myself to a rigorous schedule? Why do I want to bind myself to this path? Why do I want to bind myself to this way of life? When my way of life is fine. When my way of life is fun. When my way of life is great. However you want to describe it. But at the end of the day, the question becomes, are we truly fulfilled with the way we're living? In all honesty, in all reality, the answer is no. So then what are we searching for? What are we looking for to fill that fulfillment? What the world teaches us is fill it with our fleshly desires. Let our desires drive everything that we do. But it doesn't bring us anywhere. But what God has called us to do is to fill it with Him. But now we're at a dichotomy here. We know the beginning. We know the end. But to do that means to turn ourselves over to Him. To trust that He has the good for us in mind. But why? He's this big being up in the sky that's scary, that's always angry at us, right? Not really. The Son of God was born 2,000 years ago for each and every one of us so that we can relate, so that we can connect. God is now not this distant being anymore, but He is the Emmanuel, God among us, that is searching, that is seeking, that is going to be the light in the darkness that star that we're looking for in our life. So now the question becomes, just like Magi's, 
Where is the king? We have to begin to search for ourselves where the king is. We see the Magi's go into Herod's palace and seek the wise counsel of others to find where the king resides, to see where the king is. What are we doing to seek the answers of our life? What are we doing to seek who God is within our lives? Do we ask the question, where is God in our life? I tell my students all the time, especially at the school, I don't want you to tell me, I don't want you to quote the catechism. I don't want you to quote the Bible. I can read the Bible. I can read the catechism. I don't want you to quote what John Paul II or any other great saints said about Jesus. Because I can read those things. But what I can't read is who is Jesus Christ for you? I don't care what everyone else says. I want to know who Jesus Christ is for you. Because when you answer that question for yourself, you begin to ask the question, where is God? Where is God? Is God truly the king of my heart? Does God really exist in my life? Or is he just this distant being? Did he really appear 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem? Or are we just putting together this hoax of lies and poisoning your mind for you to believe this falsity? The star shines brightly. The light guides us in the darkness. And so we begin to find within ourselves, if we ask those questions, we begin our journey of faith. We begin to seek the truth. We begin to ask the harder questions. Does God actually exist? If God truly existed, why is there suffering? If God truly existed, why is there such thing as death? If God truly existed, why is my family not in harmony, not in peace? If God truly existed, why aren't my kids living out their faith? And as we begin to go on that journey, we begin to seek those answers. And just like the Magi, some answers, some questions are able to be answered very easily. The question they pose, where is the king? Born in Bethlehem of Judea. Very exact and precise. But some questions within our own life journey. Why does suffering exist? Why does death exist? May not truly be satisfying in the answer. We may not find the answer the way we want it to be answered. But we know that that is going to have to be solved when we see God face to face. The other challenge that arises from this journey is the challenge of the status quo. We find in our gospel reading today, as Herod finds out that there's a king that exists, a king that he's afraid of going to take over his palace, to take over his reign, to take control of what he has. So we know in scripture that after this, because Herod doesn't get to see the king, he goes out and kills all the children, all the boys under the age of two because he was that afraid of Jesus. That cute baby. That cute baby he was afraid of. But that cute baby challenges us and our status quo. 
We know that if we're going to follow Jesus Christ, if he's truly going to be the light of the world and truly be the light within our own lives, we are going to have to change. If we are not truly fulfilled with our lives, then our lives have to begin to change. If we're not content with the way we're living our lives, then we have to change. But the greatest thing about change is it causes fear within our lives. Therefore, I don't want to change. Therefore, I'm content with living the way I'm living. I'm okay with wandering this world aimlessly. I'm okay with living this life without purpose, without meaning, without direction in my life. I'm okay with where I'm at. But deep down, are we truly okay? We are not called to just live, my brothers and sisters. We are called to truly live. We're truly alive when God lives within us. So he challenges us in our status quo. It causes a conflict within us because now I have to live a certain way. I have to do a certain thing. It's not to be chained by rules and regulations, my dear brothers and sisters, but it gives us freedom. Think of it this way. Why would you get disciplined for playing with fire? Because you will get burned. But think of it in reverse. I'm not going to get burned if I don't play with fire. So mom and dad are setting these rules and guidelines for me so that I can live better. So that I don't have to live with burn marks because I was that child that wanted to play with fire. That applies the same way within our own lives. The rules, the regulations aren't rules and regulations, but those are boundaries to truly allow us to fully live, to thrive the way we need to be. Honor my father and mother. I love them enough that I'm going to live the life and respect them because they are who they are. I'm not going to steal because God has blessed those people with specific blessings. And I'm not going to steal those blessings away from them. Is that not what we want to do? Is that not how we should live and truly live and thrive the way we need to? So with the challenge and conflict in our journey, it leads us to the final question. Are we going to come meet the baby Jesus and seek and encounter him in our daily life? Or are we okay with living that status quo? Just as the Magi did, they continued to trust in the Lord. Now it's not just about what I know anymore, but now I'm going to take the leap of faith. I'm going to follow the star to where it leads me, to where it is pointing. And where that is pointing is to Jesus Christ himself. That cute baby is one, but Jesus Christ also on the cross. It's going to lead me to challenges, to difficulties that I may not fully understand. I may not know where the star is leading me, is guiding me, but I have trust and I have faith that God has something in store for me. And so that star leads to Jesus Christ himself, a personal 
intimate encounter with Christ. And we find the Magi's leaving in their different ways changed by that experience. So do we not want that for ourselves? Do we not want that encounter with our Lord Jesus Christ? Do we not want that loving relationship with Him? Do we not want to be in His presence? Do we not want the answers to everything that we have? The meaning of our life truly being fulfilled to live out a life of joy that we are meant to have. That's all we want for our lives. And the person who provides us is right there in the manger. That same person is providing it on the cross. What's it for all for us? And that same person at the altar, at every single Eucharist, gives us his body, blood, soul, and divinity so that we can have life and life everlasting. Is that not what we want? But there's a caveat. If we track back into their gospel reading today, we find the chief priests and scribes, they were the ones that helped the Magi understand. Some of us sitting here in the church, I know myself at one point too, we have the answers. We have seeked the answers and we have discovered the answers. We know the answers. But where we're stuck on is the gap between trust and faith. We know all these things, but we can't cross the line of faith. We know and understand what we need, what we're looking for, what we find. Just like the high priests and the scribes, they know the answer. Jesus is going to be born in Bethlehem in Judea. They know. But did they go out to adore him? The only people we find and hear in our gospel reading today were the Magi's. We can be those people sitting in complacency, sitting in that dichotomy because we're not ready to change. Because we could care less on what we want to, how we want to live our lives. We know the sacrament of confession is there to help us grow in virtue, to help us grow in holiness. But do we seek the sacrament of confession? No. We know that we need to be fed to have this nourishment, to live out this life fully by attending Mass every, every week. Do we attend Mass faithfully? No. We know that we need to come to understand, to grow in love and serve the Lord. We know that these are the things that are going to bring us joy, happiness, and peace and bring it to fulfillment so that our life has more than just this aimless walking around in the world and truly be alive. But do we do it? No. Because we begin to give ourselves excuses. I'm busy. I don't have time. I got better things to do. I want to do things my way. And so our way hinders us from truly and fully living. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we celebrate the three kings, the three magis, as we celebrate the epiphany of our Lord, we come to know the beginning and the end. 
We know that we're searching for something and searching for something more within our lives. We want purpose, meaning, fulfillment in our life. And we all know as well where that purpose, that meaning, fulfillment is going to truly be. It's not in this world. It's not in the things of this world. But it is in Christ and in Christ himself. How we go from the searching to the answer is up to you. We learn from the Magi today that it's a journey. It's a process. It's going to challenge us. It's going to stretch us. It's going to cause us to feel uncomfortable. It's going to cause us some difficulties and challenges within our lives. But we know within the Magi's life that they were transformed and changed when they saw Christ. Do we want transformation and change? Do we want the fulfillment, the meaning, the joy, the peace within our life? Do we want to fully be alive or are we okay with the way we live? At the end of the day, the choice is yours. What do you want to do for your life? Because that baby Jesus, that same baby that died on the cross for us, that same baby that will give his body, blood, soul, and divinity for us in a little bit, is seeking you out, is wanting to be the light in your world, radiating the darkness of our sinfulness, of our frailty, out so that he can dwell, so that he can radiate in your life. So at the end of the day, the choice is yours.